Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We love to interact with all you guys. We were going to have a fairly short episode this week, just kind of recapping Spooky Empire, the busy week that we had, Uh, and then something came out today, something something released. Something dropped, which I'm pretty much sure everybody that listens to us knows what dropped, but... Yep. So we're going to be talking... Mystery, damn it. (laughs) Yep. So we're going to be talking, obviously, about the House of... uh, The House that just got released today, The Horrors of Blumhouse, uh, the two movies, Freaky... And Black Phone, oh, which <laughs> which we have not seen yet because it's coming out in theaters today, which is a pretty pretty smart drop, it is. I think. It's dropping today. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were... I know that they... It was delayed. Like, wasn't it supposed to come out, like, the day before? But, like, oh, it's... We've, we've, we dropped it today. Sorry. I think yeah. it's kind of, like, obviously the studio was like, hey, do you mind if you, like, wait to announce until the movie yep. drops? Yeah. It would so. only make sense to do that. We'll get into that stuff, but um, I think first let's just chat about Spooky Empire because we had a pretty crazy three days. We did. Should Super we talk about cool. our beers first, though? Or? Yeah, yeah, we should do we that. We can do that first? Or, as a, we'll, we'll get into beers I mean, first now. I mean, Spooky was It's fun. been a while since we've done these spooky things, was... and if you didn't notice, we've changed our setup oh, Yeah, a we do bit. look a little different. So we're looking at you now. We're kind of like, like we're, we're, I'm throwing out a little bit. we got a whole new display. But how is this going to work with, like, when, no, we'll talk about it. We'll figure we, that we, out. Whoop! <laughs> See, it's new. I'm hitting things. I'm knocking things over it's only bound to happen we're gonna happen we're gonna work through it and someday we're gonna get an actual table no we're not <laughs> no we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna suffer we're gonna keep like, using this weird we're thing. gonna be as unprofessional a podcast as possible <laughs> all right well let's get into beers because we got a couple different ones so i have it's just called pineapple house it looks like spongebob it's a slushy xxxl it's a smoothie style sour ale with triple pineapple and it is themed very SpongeBobby, uh, but I figured Pineapple House, house houses being announced. I don't know. That's my tie-in, really. That's all I. Yeah, I'll kind of got I mean, for I this one, but it's a, it's a house. We well, don't have SpongeBob, a Pineapple House. SpongeBob is is present at lives, Universal Studios. He lives so... under the sea. Maybe we're getting Dead Man's Wharf. Oh, see, you'll find. Yeah, hey, we're getting. That's how there. we work. I'll call it freaky. It's a freaky way to tie this beer into. And you got a little funky one, too. And I too. got another funky one, which, again, I have to find a way to tie this in. But uh, Southern Drip? I think that's what that says. It's either Southern Drip drip or Drift. I can't really tell. It's in some Probably sort of drift. script. But I'll go either way. It's got a weird-looking cowboy skeleton guy on the front. And I think his jacket is supposed to look like a jacket, but it's covered in, like, I think chocolate and coffee beans and a few other things and pecans and that sort of stuff. Um, oh, and his teeth actually spell out Ingenious, which is what this beer is called. Okay. And it's by Ingenious Brewing Company. Well, that makes sense. 
Actually, wait, maybe it's not called that. No, I lied. I'm an idiot. It's Southern Drip or Southern Drift. Ingenious is the brewery, so I apologize, Ingenious. I, I was confused. But Ingenious Brewing Company, they are based out of... Does it say on here? I may have to look it up. I just looked up mine because I forgot that oh. I didn't mention that part. Humble, Texas. Oh, well, that makes sense. Well, that's so Southern Humble, style. Texas. It, they're, they're pretty humble. I hope they're humble enough for me to screw up their name because I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. While you tell, while you kind of go into yours a little bit more, yeah. So I guess my mine's actually from 450 North Brewing, um, that is out in Columbus. Uh, it's a little micro brewery, and it's only a 5.3 percent or so. I Nothing to, crazy. I have to ask because some people will. Is that Columbus, Ohio, or Columbus, Georgia, uh, or uh, Columbus, uh, Indiana? Oh, I N. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah. I See, don't know. I'm glad I, don't I know asked abbreviations. If we didn't, if I didn't ask, people, I left it out specifically because I wasn't sure about state abbreviations because oh, I haven't done right. that in about 30 right, years. You said so. way out in Columbus. I'm like, well, there's like 15. I was Columbuses like, oh, I'm gonna get called out for not knowing my state. It's <laughs> probably Columbus, Florida, too. <laughs> well, I'm gonna crack mine open. I'm gonna pour it out because this is uh, those. I feel like those smoothies. Yeah, let's, do, let's try to do a simultaneous crack. One, two, three. Close we're usually pretty good at that. Actually, no, we're terrible at that, but <laughs> I'm terrible at that. Let me clarify. Let's pour these things Ooh, in. this is dark. Oh, I probably should have said what mine was. <laughs> um, it is a Imperial Milk Stout. It's got vanilla pecans and oh, pecan roasted like coffee in it, so it's going to be fair. very nutty. This as, is... Woo! Please as Michael Myers would say, as Austin Powers. Please don't go over. Perfect. This coffee tastes like shit. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. It's because it is shit, it Austin. It is shit, Austin. Sorry. We oh, are now in Austin Powers I, podcast. Hey, I would gladly talk about Austin Powers for I'll a I'll just leave that little guy. It's not horror, but... Oh, my God. It's dark. It's really dark. I like it. Yeah, mine smells pretty amazing, too. Ooh. Ooh. Heavy on the coffee, which is We have, like, two usual. extreme differences in, yeah. in drinks right we're, now. We're, we're, this we're pretty is... good at that. Again, I'm a terrible co-host, and I don't bring beer like I should. So I promise the next time we record, I will bring beer because I'm gonna go to the boys. Don't bring too many because I don't drink them as much. So I'm glad that I'm glad no, no. we tap into these because usually I'll do a one stop and I get like uh, I go on a spree. I'll grab like 30 beers. I'm like, oh, this this will be great. This will be a good episode. This will be for this episode. And then like, and then we forget. About I just it. forget about it. We don't drink it. I'm like, shit. So I will do my best to get to the to the liquor store at some point this week. I gotta focus. Upcoming I, week. I keep anyways. looking at the TV, not the not the camera. I gotta look at the camera, not the TV. Camera, oh yeah, I'm looking TV. at I'm looking at the TV, uh, not the camera. camera. All right, <laughs> great podcasting. All right, let's jump yeah, into this, this beer. Bad. Let's see what this thing hey, looks like. I'm I'm used to being on 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 the radio, not mm-hmm. on in on camera. Actually, not super sour. Um, it's pretty smooth. Wow, that's sweet. Mine's smooth. I mean, it's very. This tastes like Dole Whip. If, if Dole Whip was just yeah, a beer, that's well, what it is. It's funny because I mean, like I've had some. I haven't had this one specifically, Pineapple House. Oh, 450 North. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I know 450 North. They're really good. Um, but funny with 450 North is that like there are people out there that like swear by it, and then there's other people that don't swear by it, or, like don't like it at all. So I'm one of those that I guess is weird and kind of sits right in the middle. Like I don't. Like I don't go out of my way to pick it up if I find it anywhere. I didn't realize they distributed down here, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they. Well, did you get that at Total Wine? Yeah. So that means they do distribute because if you can get it at Total Wine, you can pretty much get it at any Total Wine. You did there. Whereas if I find it, at, if if you find it at like place like Nightly, which again is the liquor store that I go to, 
Um, we talk about them a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. They're more of a, they will do what they can. They'll do their best to get things in um, that don't generally distribute outside of their home base. So that's why I had to ask. But I've had, it seems like probably like a milkshakey IPA. Yeah. I'm oh, sure. it is. So yeah, yep, super yep. sweet. This is Thick, actually sweet. ridiculously sweet too for a stout. But then again, it's got vanilla in it. So that's bound to happen. But it's almost, it's almost too sweet. And maybe I'm being crazy because I actually prefer a sweeter stout. So it's like, I don't, I don't dislike it, but it's almost one of those where I really have to kind of take my time with it. Cause it's, it's too rich. It's like eating like fudge. Yeah. Like if you eat fudge too fast or too much of Just it, the nibble. It's all I need. So with this, like I have to take it easy cause it's a little too sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe expect my Imperial stouts to be <laughs> kick a you in little the teeth. bit more, um, not bitter necessarily like an IPA, but like, definitely bitterer than what this is but yeah, that it's good coffee it's good stuff style. i mean I, don't get me wrong it's probably going to get at least a three from me on untapped so look for that ingenious yeah. you know you don't give a shit and you're not watching so. and you have no idea who we are but if you are sponsor us yeah right just give us beers yo if you if you if you like beers and you have beers and you have a way of getting us beers sponsor us, us. So let us know all right so let's get into spooky a little bit because first um, I just want to say thank you. I think I think from our standpoint it was oh, a yes. huge success. Thank you. Um, we met we met a lot of awesome fans. Uh, a lot of people that probably didn't know about us beforehand, but we did a bunch of raffles. We gave some prizes out. I can still recite the same spiel that I was giving to everybody that walked by because I had to redo it every five minutes. So um, it was a good time. We had a couple hand. We had a handful of fans come up to us that had actually already been listeners. Um, we sold some shirts. We sold some merch. Um, shout out to obviously my mother who if you were at spooky empire or you saw our booth at some point all of those uh, arts and crafts on that one side all the earrings the paintings krampus ornaments all kinds of stuff uh, she did all of that by herself um, and then her friend bev had helped her build uh, because she's Disney a robot ears. yeah we just she's don't like to, we don't like robot. to say that out loud but she's a robot she's like, an she arts and pumps crafts out robot arts and crafts like that yeah so and then um thank uh, you yeah Thank and you. then our friend uh, Pete was helping out with the other aspect of our table, which was Hazelton Handmade, Alicia, a good friend of the podcast, who actually made us these awesome tumblers. She was the one that she was selling did. the tumblers and the headbands, but they made us fear and beer tumblers with pictures of me and Seamus all through the season. Aw, so sweet. But super cool. Um, so if you saw any of the tumblers at our booth, that was all uh, from Alicia at Hazelton Handmade. Um, now I think what I want to do is kind of go through the different vendors and shout some people out because the stuff on the table, pretty much all of it was purchased or given to us at spooky empire through just various vendors. So I want to, to my best abilities, kind of go through and and give everybody the credit where credit's due. But, um, first off, one of our little like neighbors, I guess you want to call them. Um, she was a couple booths down. Um, if you look them up on Instagram, they go by Basement Sculpts, um, and she gave over. She came over and just gave us um, this super awesome little bug ornament guy, and she also created that whole bottle over there. It's, it's all flesh skin. skin. It's super cool. You know, we we were just chatting. Um, my mom and her friend were chatting with her earlier, and she said she wanted to kind of just help support the podcast and and give us some stuff. So support away because i mean you got some we got some new little fixtures for our table which are going to be staples this guy might turn into our mascot i really like it 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure I mean, how I clear spend, you can see him, but he's he's got his I little spend at ornament least over one, there. Once or twice every couple of weeks, killing those motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. in my house. But that's besides the point. This guy's cute. Yeah. The ones I found in my house, not so much. You fuckers ain't cute. Nope. So that's Get kind of, of our bathroom. our new little mascots right there. Uh, next up, I wanted to shout out was. Um, a man uh, named Kenny White, he came by our table, um, and he, he gave us a DVD. It's called Homecoming Massacre. Um, I have the DVD right down there. It's, I couldn't really stand it up. Um, and, and I'm not sure if he knew uh, who we were before the fact, uh, but he came up and was like, oh, hey, Fear and Beer uh, podcast. I wanted to, to drop you off this movie. Um, and then we just kind of started talking. I was letting him know that we, you know every month or so, we do killer reviews, and we, we, we go over a movie, so... Homecoming Massacre is going to be on that list. We're going to be talking about that movie in depth. Uh, maybe not next month because I'd like to get to Black Phone if we can see it in theaters. But that's going to be on the list for sure um, coming up shortly. It's, I mean, super cool that somebody actually you know, went out of their way to give us a movie that they had. I, I believe he wrote and directed it. So a lot of hard work went into that. And we're definitely going to give credit where credit's due. Um, we're going to talk about it and do our best I can because we're just a small podcast. That's a movie like that's right up our alley. So... That's uh, something super, super fun. Uh, another one I wanted to shout out. I have an entire list of people's business cards that I want to run through. Maybe some quicker, some some less. But um, another one of our, not really neighbors, but we were chatting for a while. Um, it's uh, Cremated Plastic. Um, I don't know if you had stopped by their booths at all, but they they had um, these awesome like little mini figurines of the tribute store and the palace theater oh yeah um, and i really i was so close to picking up one and i just i i kind of talked some sense back into myself i just i couldn't justify spending that money uh right there and it's not that they were a lot of money they're a great price for what exactly what they are they're beautiful little figurines but i just i, I had already spent some money and i was like well i can't just keep keep digging myself a hole here so um, I didn't pick that up, but search them on uh, Instagram. They go uh, cremated, C-R-E-M-A-T-E-D underscore plastic. Um, another card I have, not that I have anything on the table to show for them, uh, but Murder on Main. They do a lot of like clothing, universal theme stuff. They had embroidered Killer Clowns t-shirts. Uh, my girlfriend is a huge fan of all their stuff. She got a sweet... They, uh, they had talked at the previous Spookies, and they recognized her, so they... they set aside a little Donnie Darko shirt. Uh, I bought an earrings for her for Christmas through them. So they have an amazing, amazing shop. So again, check them out on uh, Instagram. If you search any of these people on Instagram, I'm sure their um, their profiles will, will pop up. Uh, where's this next card? Because this stuff I have on the table as well. Um, Image Motor Productions. Um, it, you've seen in previous videos, I have like a little Krampus doll stabbed onto the wall with a knife. Um, they created that. They also created this little guy right down here, my little Stay Puff Marshmallow man. So he's another, another little mainstay for our uh, our little table that we got going on right now. Um, Moonlit Fiend. Uh, they were our across neighbors. They had awesome artwork. I don't think anything here in images from them right now, but they were selling some really cool stuff. So I wanted to shout them out as well because they were really cool. I think. They gave they were the ones across across from us, right? Yeah, they were right across. Yeah, they, they from gave us. me a they gave me a picture right oh, before yeah. we closed up. So um, shout out to them. Oh, great great people. Um, I think they gave me one. Somebody gave me something. I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't them. But either way, you guys are awesome. Great artwork. Yep. Um, I have this one's a tougher name. Uh, Cardinales 
Carnival Occult. Uh, if you search, I think, on Instagram, it's Primo Cardinali, C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-L-I. Um, they're at Spooky pretty much every time. They're the big, like, circus-themed tent, uh, the big red and white. So I bought these little film canisters oh, from yes. them. Super, super cool. Um, they also do a lot of, like, scrapple boards and woodwork, stuff like that. Um, so always cool. Uh, next up is the Carnival of Crafted Creatures. Um, I love their stuff. They're the woodworking, so they actually did this guy, the little Sam thing. He's actually a magnet. Uh, and the Welcome to Haddonfield um, little hanging sign. Great, great folks. I have a cutout of the Killer Clowns little zap gun that I got at a previous uh, spooky from them at their booth. So that was that was really cool. Um, and then who else? Oh, I got these prints. Oop. I got these prints from Sterling uh, Cryptic Guts. I haven't framed them yet, so that's why they're oh, I got a flat. But they do amazing, amazing artwork. Not primarily H. I mean, I don't want to say primarily HHN because they do some other stuff as well. But their HHN stuff is amazing, and I'm not. I'm not telling anybody on this podcast anything new. I'm sure you follow their work and their their socials and everything like that. But finally got to uh, cop some of that stuff. I think I bought Jimmy uh, one of their Gremlins uh, prints from last. Nice. Last one for Christmas and stuff like that. But finally got to um, grab some stuff from there, support them. Um, plastic Pizza. These dudes were awesome. Let me grab this real quick because I got to show this off. Because this was cool story. So if you could see that in the video, which I know, again, bad podcasting. Um they actually, we were chatting. Plastic Pizza is very, um, it's 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 like this other company, one one that I'm actually wearing, Johnny Cupcakes. Uh, they they teamed up with them. Johnny Cupcakes is a t-shirt company from back home in Massachusetts, where I'm from. Been a fan of them for years and years and years. Um, and I noticed that they had a Johnny Cupcakes plastic pizza t-shirt, and we were talking, and he's like, "Oh, you know Johnny Cupcakes? That's cool. I have a sticker, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Hey, just so you know, I got like." 50 johnny cupcakes t-shirts like very old ones like 10 12 year old designs that you're not going to get your hands on um so i brought them two shirts and i, I let them know i was like they, they were going to be smalls like but if you want to cut them up you could use them um for decorations or you could wrap it around you know as artwork and stuff like that um so i brought him two shirts on sunday and he gave me a whole backpack for it so it's like a sweet trade awesome awesome people over there um so yeah i mean that's i think as many of the vendors that I made contact with that I can really remember. Um, going through my cards one last time. That's a tattoo guy. Um, oh, Chris Chris Bishop Woodwork. Was that where you got the Xenomorph or the Dark Dark Deceptions Creations? I don't know. I was looking it up. Uh, either way, they're, they're super cool. Um... Uh, there, there's been just there was a lot. Oh, we ran into Bora, Bora from Bora the Witch, Salem's Black Hat Society. Um, if you're not following them, they're just they are they are amazing. All the way from Salem, Massachusetts. So it was nice to see a little um, a little bit of hometown love. And then I I missed these folks. They came by and dropped off a card, and that's the Horror Daddies podcast. I th- 
the name and the little logo looks so familiar. I think we follow on Twitter. Um, we definitely do. I think they follow us too. So shout out to you guys. So we'll have sorry to, we missed you. Well, we'll figure something out in the in the future. It's when you're working three days at Spooky on your off days, it gets to be a little, a little chaotic. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit of a blur. Yeah, but and I forget. I mean, so and I apologize. So if you guys are listening, because we definitely shouted, we definitely gave you gave you a card when you at, near the end of the event. But I bought a sick resin xenomorph from. Mm. This gentleman who does 3D printing and sculpting. And he did and the Sam down there. And, the and, Sam, I can't, and I didn't grab I a business card like an asshole. So I apologize. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Um, so I don't remember your name. But if, if you if you are listening to this episode and you hear this, send us your information. Send us your information through through Instagram. And we'll definitely shout you out in the next episode because I completely forget your name and you forget your, your company's name. So I apologize. The other one I want to shout out, I always check this guy out whenever I get you know, a chance to, especially at the cons, because he's at all the different cons. And I always buy at least one or two posters from him. Is Skipper Haas. Oh, yes. Anybody listens yep. to him, uh, listens, uh, sees his stuff, follow him on Instagram. And if you like it, because I, I guarantee you, you will, you'll definitely buy some stuff from him. So I always get at least one or two posters from him. Uh, he does really, really cool um, reimaginings of famous horror movies and comic book movies and comic books and other types of cultural things, video games, that sort of thing. So I bought a, a Wanda Westview poster oh, from him yep. and i bought a slaughtered lamb poster from oh, hell yeah american werewolf in london so shout out to you skipper i know you probably don't listen to us but if you do <laughs> just in case you find um it. i hope i hope someone listening to us knows him and can shout us out and get get, get him a listen because yeah. i would love for him to know how much i appreciate his stuff so oh yeah definitely makes our areas look a little bit more beautiful when we get oh, to yeah. hang up all these makes awesome my office, pieces of art makes my office more enjoyable <laughs> to work in for eight hours so thank you thank you for your for your, for, your, for your time and then there was one other person again i feel awful that i don't remember her it's, name and it's i have her tough. card we went through but I, but I left it at home I there was think. hundreds of people i mean on over three different days you know we're there for eight ten hours a day it's it it gets to be a lot it you really don't from the outside looking in you, it's easy to underestimate those kinds of events and, yeah, and, but and I, the amount of work that actually goes into them but i bought a little a little a little baby cthulhu mm. so I will. I promise you. I have we'll your. I have your card. I have your card at home. I will definitely bring it in next week, and I'll shout you out in the podcast next week. So I apologize. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. I had a really good time. Um, I know you kind of already did this whole thing, but I just wanted again to shout out anybody that came by and didn't know who we were, but were interested in following us. I hope you guys are listening to us because we always want more listeners. Want to build an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you come to HHN a lot. Um, let us know because we definitely want to re- meet, meet up with you guys. We love meeting up with our fans. Run um, some houses. Yep. Got got to talk to a few fans last year at the event. So I'm hoping this year we get to do that more. So if you are have been listeners for a while or a lo- since the beginning, whatever, um, let us know if, when you're going to be at HHN. So we'd love to meet up and you know hang out. So thanks. And then, of course, again, I'm forgetting everybody's name, but we definitely did sell at least one T-shirt. Yeah. So I forget her name. I apologize, but I hope you're listening. Um, you're the best. I'm so excited that we actually had someone be like, "Yeah, I listen to you guys all the time." I'm like, oh, oh, that's awesome! All right, that's yep. great. So, yeah, because our raffle. that actually made my day. Just want to let you know, <laughs> like, not that my day was bad, but you definitely made it brighter. Yeah, I loved the fact that people actually recognize. Like somebody more. actually listens to us. Yeah, like, like I can't believe people actually listen enough, to my voice. Yeah, it's weird. You it can't be that good of a radio voice. I know it's not <laughs> not as good as Tim's on RAP. Just, just shout saying. out Tim. We just so, saying, Tim. Yeah, your so, voice is amazing. <laughs> I still haven't met you in person. Also, you missed him. I ran I'm, into him. Yeah, you did. Before you him. got there, so, so I miss him on Friday. Yep. Uh, again, we should shout out everybody. Shout out to Jess and Duff. We got to see you. HHN three six five. We got to see H-H-N-365. them there. Johnny Bronto. Johnny Bronto was hanging around. Um, I believe Melissa walked by the booth at least once from mm-hmm. Hansine. From Hansine. So 
you know, shout out to all you guys. We definitely want to get on another podcast together and do a collab. So get out to us. And we'll talk about something. We'll do figure something out. Yep. Um, but yeah, Tim, you have a really, really good radio <laughs> voice. And I don't know if anybody's told you that. Before. Born for it, I'm sure. I'm sure he's heard it before. But so. But yeah, come on. Other, yeah, right. Other than like the three days of just, set, you know, pushing tickets and trying to sell merch and stuff like that, there was some interesting things that happened there. Uh, in particular, on Friday was the HHN panel. Um, yes. So we they talk about that, huh? They did a little panel with um, like Mike Aiello and, and a little hand, panel. Yeah, a little, little panel. panel. Was the like line was like seven, seven. The place was long. packed up there. Um, yeah, it was Mike Aiello. Uh, I, I didn't put the names. Uh, down, I forgot so. to grab all the names. But they but were just. I apologize. It was. They were. It was makeup artists, creative directors. Yeah, there was like everyone from the bat makeup people. It was oh, everyone. One of them was T. TJ or something like that. The only one that I remember other than that is David Hughes because it's yes, our David uncle's Hughes. Name. <laughs> yeah, that's my uncle. Not um, not that David Hughes, but a David Hughes. A David Hughes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we he'd be a cooler uncle if he worked at HHN. Just saying. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. But they they went into the Universal Monsters house a little bit. So obviously they did they went a, a couple things. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that they were talking about the whole creation of houses and that aspect was fun. Um, but it wasn't stuff that I like particularly noted or 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 like wrote down or remembered to bring out forward because it it's stuff that not that we knew but like it's yes we conceptualize these houses yeah, we go through working, well, three was, different I mean, iterations we pass it on to and it's like so it's fun to see you're how right they, for the most part the creation side of it we kind of all know kind of how it works but I was somewhat surprised by and I think it's cool because I've worked with it in the past I'm actually. You know, from high school, I have a certification in this, but they use SketchUp, which is like a, which is like a, I don't want to call it primitive because it's not, but it's like a early, not early, not even early. It's like a, it's like a first getting into 3D modeling type program. So if you're an active 3D modeler or a graphic designer out there listening to us, you'll know what I'm talking about. But SketchUp is like a 3D modeler, but it's like very it's easy to use. It's 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 for anybody to pick up and start working in 3D modeling. And then, of course, if you get more serious into it, you use things like Rhino, I think, is one or was one anyways. And then 3D um, Studio, 3D Design Studio, something like that. Um, it's basically CAD or computer-aided drafting. So what I was really you know, found interesting was that they use that to really mock up the house first before they start putting anything you know, obviously into construction or start building things or anything like that. They want to see kind of how the layout will work with the maze. So they do that in SketchUp. So I thought that was kind of cool. Just something on the side that I, that I noticed. And of course, being that I'm a computer-aided drafting student, or I was, so that was kind of interesting from my perspective. But yeah, like you're saying, other than that, it was stuff that I think as fans, we all kind of know already that like, you know, it starts right as the event kicks off. They're already planning Oh yeah, next year's event. Um, they kind of go through an initial design phase where they all sit in a room and just start throwing shit at the wall and saying, "All right, what works? What doesn't work? What can we feed into it?" It could be as simple as we're creating a pumpkin monster. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. So, like things like that, and then they kind of build it from there. So that that part's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, other than that, we all kind of kind of know through the grapevine how Sorry, things kind of yeah, the happen. staging aspects of it but some of the members it was Mike Aiello Charles Gray Laura Sauls Matt Flood David Hughes isn't listed on here but I particularly remember the name and there's one more there was David Hughes he was there um, but they did not leak a couple things because they said it but um, they did mention this is going to be a very ambitious very large scale and one of the longest houses 
that HHN has has ever done. Yeah, and I wonder, and this is just me, just being me, but I'm wondering, is that truly factually correct, or is it like just like one of those things where like putting the cell on it? Like, like, well, yeah, I mean, it is like, like I think just is it just by like feel pretty long like you know it's longer than things yeah. we've built before but we haven't actually measured it we don't know the actual measurement or i mean i'm not saying that it isn't he probably mm-hmm. it may very well maybe but when they say like the longest house we've ever done like okay i mean you don't really need to sell it that we'll, hard we'll for see me. how we'll you know see what how i mean like, i'm sure i'm sure it is i bet i mean at this point the designing aspect like you were talking about the 3d designing i'm sure the length of the hallways that we yeah, will sure travel through sort of measurement is like just the longest in length like, or they, whatever. Do they keep that somewhere? Like, yeah. Like, this is this long. This one was this long. Yeah, how long was each house? But um, they did also say that it is going to be in one of those parade, the parade house that Beetlejuice was at last year. Yeah, I think well, where it's on the spec map V3 is where it's going to be. Is where it is going to be. So, okay, yep. So that's that was one so thing you they also night, came out. You know our night nightmare, guys. I mean, what you guys are good. They know grown. something. You know something. What's up? What do you um, know? <laughs> what do you know? I'm going to read the description okay. because they had already up uploaded the like a description of the house yeah. that was given at the spooky panel because they really went in depth into they the did. actual they story showed us a few pictures that they were allowed to show so they they, they said things. they submitted like 25 30 pictures and we and saw like four really get of them. a whole lot out of the pictures it no was it was like to yeah. appease us animals who yeah. want everything hhn so the the background of this story, the story of this house is, and I'm just reading directly from HHN Wiki. I don't know who wrote it, so I can't credit them, but these were words from the panel itself. Um, the Wolfman, <laughs> the Wolfman is the main character of the house, while Dracula is the main antagonist, and the Mummy is seen as kind of a pawn to Dracula, which Mummy betrays Dracula, obviously. Um, it states the story that Lawrence Talbot has been searching for years and years to break his curse after killing many that he loves. He's traveled all over to find a cure, and at the end of his rope, he is given a letter by a mysterious benefactor who tells him they know a way he could rid the curse. They learned of an excavation site that has the amulet of Ra. With the power of the sun, he could potentially control the power of the moon overshadowing it. With that in mind, Lawrence ventures to find the amulet, but once he arrives at the last second, he becomes the Wolfman, wreaking havoc. Meanwhile, deep within a pyramid, a high priest is summoning Karas. A mummy is risen. The Wolfman and the mummy would fight as the mysterious benefactor himself was Dracula all along. So pretty much just Dracula is kind of pawning them onto each other to get the amulet himself, I'm assuming, yeah, in some, so- some way. Coming from what I've said before now in the past regarding this house, I was nervous about the whole versus thing. How are they going to make this work? None of these characters have ever been in the same movie as each other, at least the universal versions of them. Yeah. So how is this going to work? How are you going to get Mummy and, and Wolfman, Wolfman and, and all these different characters in the same story? And I think they did a pretty good job of coming up with a decent story that it's believable mm-hmm. in the in the scope of it's something I'd rather. It's something I'd like to see as a movie. Yeah, I mean, would love to maybe see it, but I think that Universal Monsters universe is kind of dead at this point. But who knows? There's a lot to not saying that it, never saying that it wouldn't that it wouldn't happen. But I do. I think it's interesting. It was a, it's a cool way of bringing bringing these monsters together without being like, oh, here's a mummy scene and then it's just here's, here's a wolf yeah. scene. Like, at least there's some reason for it to happen. Yeah. Now the one, and I know you're going to get to this, 
so I'm going to bring it up now. But the one thing that worries me still is the fact that they confirmed that this is a dual coast house. Yep. Part one, part two, or two different parts. It's yeah. So we are nobody getting... asked the question. You know, being that it's two parts, are you saying that we have to? You'd have to see both to get the complete story, mm-hmm. or is there going to be? Each are going to be their is it going own to feel final individual stories. Yeah, because like I mean, not everybody's going to go to both coasts just both, to see what happens. Yeah, both events. That's the only thing I'm still a little leery on. But I think after hearing them talk about the story, I'm a little more interested, a little more excited because the last two monsters houses I haven't been super filled by. I thought they were cool looking, but I wasn't like dying to go through them. Every yeah, time I went. the original, the first one, the Universal Monsters. I was a, that was a I loved that one. Um, which is weird because I typically don't love houses that are like that, like compilation houses that don't have a story because right. I, I do really like the stories. Um, but then last year, the Brides one, maybe it was because it was a little fatigued for me because we had it at HHN Light and uh, 30, um, but it, it wasn't jumping out, out of the pages for me. I can yeah. see why people do enjoy it, but those aren't particularly the monsters I, I gear towards in the story. Right. Like It was a basic story of them like the bride trying to yeah, resuscitate I mean, which, and using the blood of the 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 Dracula's wise, but it wasn't a story that would really like you could figure out by walking through the right. house. And what's cool is, and I'm forgetting names already, but the gentleman sitting next to Mike, one of the lead story builders or what are still story creators that creates the stories of these characters and houses, he said himself like Universal Studios, the movie studio, gives them the ability to kind of like work with these characters and come up with their own stories. So it's not necessarily like Universal says, hey, you have to do it this way and this way. You can do kind of whatever you want as long as you stay within a certain parameter. So they got to come up with their own story for that house, just like with this yep. one. Because they think about it so like... That's, that'll probably be the trend going... Conti- I would assume so. Continuous. I mean, obviously, being that they're under the same company, the same umbrella, yeah. they can do a little bit more. But it still shows that just because Universal Theme Parks wants to do something with a Universal Studios property doesn't necessarily mean that they have free reign. Yeah. They still have they still have parameters. They have to still checks and balances. And fall under because yep. Universal Studios, much like Disney, you know, the movie studio is different than the theme parks, mm-hmm. and people tend to forget that. But it, it does excite me. I'm I'm. It's not that I'm nervous. I'm just disappointed uh, with the same thing that you said too. Is the whole part one, part two thing? Because yeah. I I do. Well, I don't want to say I'm disappointed yet because we haven't seen it yet. But I know where you're coming from. I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just disappointed that I won't be able to. With only going to Orlando, see the entire story. Correct. And I'm, I'm not disappointed way. in the the story. Sounds amazing. I I love the the monsters and stuff. The only thing that disappoints me is knowing that unless I go to California, I won't witness the entire story. True. It, because think, they have my, stated my, it is my, part one, part two. Yeah. My point is is that like, like they've said that that it's part one, part two, but they haven't confirmed that like literally they're two different they're 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 one half and another half of the same story it might be but what will piss not honestly piss me off because that makes me sound vicious but (laughs) what will bother me or at least upset me a little bit and make me feel a little like oh that kind of stinks is that like i've said before if it really is two parts who gets part one and who gets part two that's what i'm worried about we have part one so we have the first part so at least part one orlando gets so we just don't get to, but I don't get to see. We don't the get to finish. see the finish. But I would rather, I much rather be left on a cliffhanger than have to be like jump halfway in. You know, it's, like, it's like get it halfway. In the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather that. Like it's like we have it playing behind us. Yep. It's like saying <laughs> you can either watch part one or part two. You can't watch both. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'd, I'll watch part one then. Yeah, because like, I get to see this at least 
go from start so, to I wherever mean, I leave off. I think the idea that they're going for with this whole like you know dual coast houses and doing parts and you know, yeah. that sort of thing, I think it's a great idea. But not, I mean, most of your audience is not going to both theme parks. Yeah, I like the concept. You know, we're it not is... all Cody who can do both <laughs> sides. I would love to be able to, and I and I I'm do, I do think it's an interesting idea. Uh, it is interesting. That they, I think it's a great idea, and it's the like, first time they've they've confirmed that this is the first time this has ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, well, I mean, because like it's funny. Part they, one, they, part they, keep, two. they keep bringing up with a lot of these houses, like, oh, they're dual coast houses, which means that both coasts are getting the same yeah. houses. So what I wonder is, are they leaning now more towards doing that, where maybe it's easier just to build the same props? Well, I think some of the. I IP, mean, it kind of sucks for those they, who like want to go to both parks and yeah. see different things, but they do end up usually being uh, different. Um, I think one of the best cases, like the best um, examples of that was like Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns was out in Hollywood, and right. a lot of people say that that house was superior to ours. Potentially, um, yeah. You know, and, but it, it, I've got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, so. well, exactly. So, But like, there is there is distinct differences, which makes this house uh, pretty, pretty groundbreaking, being that it is that first of a part one, right. part two, where even it's the same property – the the people in communication have to be so on board with this because the costumes have to match the props have to match everything has to match right. whereas like um something like a halloween if halloween's on both coasts they can do their own version of halloween it doesn't have to be the yeah. same and they don't want it to be the same because they want they want those double dippers they want to get you to come to both at some point yeah i'd be interested to know what changes i mean i can't imagine with a house like with an ip like i halloween i have to imagine that whoever owns those rights wants the houses to be similar. Like you don't want to go, you don't want to deviate too much. So maybe Mm -hmm. does, does, does the maze change a little bit in the direction that it goes? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the scenes, the major scenes are necessarily super different No, but the scares could be set up differently in there. You know, come at you different ways. You could go about, you can go about the story in different aspects. I would almost think they'd, I mean, I guess again, I'm not universal. I'm not the one making millions of dollars at this event. So they can do whatever they want. My thing is, is that like, if I'm gonna want to go to both, I want different houses, completely different houses, different properties, different things altogether. Mm-hmm. I don't want seven of the same thing in both no, sides yeah. with slight differences. Yeah, like that's not worth me getting on a plane, flying from Orlando to to LA. Uh, yeah, no, and coming back and buying tickets and everything else. Now, granted, I live in Florida, so it's easier for us because we can just drive. To we go Orlando. ten minutes away and we're there. Yeah, we're basically there. Whereas for other people who have to come to Florida and then potentially go to California, mm-hmm. you know, it's great for those that live on the coasts, yeah. that live near the parks. But for those that don't live near the parks, I don't, I don't, I don't find it very believable that many people outside of people like us who live twenty minutes from one or the other, yeah, go do to, to the both. Opposite. Yeah, I mean, some people I'm sure do, but not everybody does. It's that. and it's not even a most of your park goers are the ones they either go to Orlando or they go yeah. to LA. They don't go to both. And it's not even like a fandom like thing. It's a you know, do you have that disposable income right. kind of it's, thing? Right. It's having the ability to do that. And I'm not saying that everybody can't. I'm sure there are people that do that. Mm-hmm. But it's whether not, they should it's or not. It's not a high number. So it's yeah. like I'll be interested to see, I will be interested to see the numbers when they come out at the end of the event to kind of see like did it increase the number of people that go to both events? Yeah. Did their did their price? Oh, did they even measure that? Yeah. Well, I I'm mean, sure they do at some I, way. I, you know. I would think that if they're if they're going out of their way to 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 say that like oh this is a two part house for both both coasts, 
Uh, and we're ha- we have a lot of, you know, we are, well, every house that's been announced is a dual coast house, right? So mm-hmm. the question is, is like, they have to track that. They have to be doing that to track it in some way. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine they do that, make a big deal about it, and then not track the numbers afterwards. I mean, they're, they're money people. They're going to, they're going to, you know, their, their, their accounting department or whatever, whoever does that is going to look and see what are the numbers. And I would just be interested myself to see, does it change the number of people that go from one coast to the other or both coasts yeah. or do the numbers stay the same or what? But <laughs> Okay. So do you want to see something super, super cool? Sure. So our friend, our friend, Uh-oh. uh, Luke, uh, Luke for best design just sent us this video of somebody's story. This is <laughs> okay. So the story is from Mike Aiello's son, <laughs> and he's wearing our T-shirt. The teacher. Let's we gave him. go. See. Oh, you can kind of see the fear and beer design oh, on his shirt. Oh, so Mike he's, Aiello he's, is wearing our podcast. He's t-shirt. rocking our podcast <laughs> no shirt. So now, if he would just answer my Instagram message to right, him about coming right. off for an episode, right. we'd be set. Yo, Mike. I'm Mike, sure it'll Mike, happen at some. Mike, come on. Uh, man. Hopefully, at some come point. On, man. I mean, I thanks thanks for the advertisement because you probably got like thousands of followers. I would assume. We'll see if people even know who that is. But I mean, hey, you never well, I mean, know. like just by seeing our design, they'll be like, I wonder. You never know. But I, we can sleep at night knowing that Mike Aiello wore our T-shirt. I yeah, I mean, I gave it to him on a whim, thinking, hey, worst case scenario, ends he up walked in a trash by the somewhere. podcast and recognized you because we haven't talked about why he recognized. you We haven't you talked yet, about why he recognized. We have to me. talk about that. So, so we got on a tangent about the houses, and now let's go back to which is good. So what we'll, we were talking. Well, about. we were originally this. This came from the Q and A. Um, so let's dive into the the Q and A aspect of the panel. Yeah, so question and answer. Um, people so, can ask questions. So people were asking questions. They picked about. Four people, I think, to ask questions. They did. It four was like, or five. There wasn't yeah, it a was lot. Like f- I think four. Um, I think. I got to ask question number it, two. My co-host is much more comfortable asking questions. <laughs> I um, almost asked a question. I was throwing my hand up immediately, and I already knew exactly what I was going to be asking. Um, and that was, and I'm sure if you're listening here, you have seen. Oh, you've seen the you've video. seen the videos. You know what's coming. Um, you've heard us talk about it for two years at this point. The question was: I've been pounding the table for this. <laughs> if you could bring any IP to a house, what would it be, and why is it HH or why is it Halloween Three: Season of the Witch? It's a, it's a fair question. And thankfully. The entire audience backed me up. Yes, Jack lots was very of cheering, excited about that. Lots of clapping. I saw other clips of because I, my my girlfriend and our friends were filming me, um, and I was pretty far back, so I couldn't see like reactions. But then I saw Tim from RIP posted uh, that he filmed the whole YouTube panel, and I got to see the actual reactions from the the um, all all the members that were on the panel doing it. You know, yeah. Mike also, and they were cracking up uh one of the girls yeah. was was giddy and and kicking her legs and and yeah. that just warms my heart yeah. and and that just goes to show you never say never nope you know i mean the answer that i got was Is no but well it was they danced around you know the the question the answer essentially turned into you know there's white whales there's plenty of properties that yes. we want to get that maybe we haven't or people just don't maybe the higher ups not the hhn people but the universal people don't see it as a and this is how I interpreted the answer is we they don't about the see a bit more they don't see that property as a winning property. You know, Halloween three season the witch might not to the non horror nights people that might not be a marketing win. 
And Mike went on saying that for seven years he had been trying to get Killer Clowns yeah. so he, to the event, so Clowns, and they finally let him try it as a scare zone. And look what happened. Yeah, it was the hill that Mike died on. Well, <laughs> and obviously he's not dead, so he's alive still. But my, the point is, is that Mike went to battle for Killer Clowns for years because nobody thought it was a good property. Now, granted, Halloween three season of the witch. Killer Clowns. Like, I know there's a lot of diehard Killer Clowns fans out there. I like the movie, too. It's cute. It's fun. It's a fun 80s schlocky B-movie. So I can see why he wanted it so bad. I think the answer he gave us was, listen, we only have one event a year at two different parks. Or three different parks. Three, four. I don't know how many parks they do it at. They do it at... They do it all four? I think they do. Hong Kong, Singapore, LA, and... Yeah. And Orlando. So four, four... four events they tend to have different houses based on the park they they do it at but even at that point there are so many things that we as a as a community you know would die to see as a house like oh my god we need this um yeah, halloween, it, the conjuring halloween right. three it's so you know, so for me halloween three is, is that is, is that yeah but we have to understand like he said that there are certain properties as much as they would love to do it there's a lot of red tape, and especially with IPs, it's not as easy as saying, "Yeah, we'll just do, do it." Do an it house. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No. Like you can say you want to do it, but what ends up happening is you have to go through the whole legal rigmarole and everything else to mm-hmm. get the legal stuff ironed out to actually even yeah. use it. And, and then from that point, they have to make sure that it fits the vision of the broad the the, the company that made it. Yeah. They have to approve it. Like that's why you'll never see like a Harry Potter anything because J.K. Rowling doesn't want yeah. anything to do with it. And that's only like and that's fine. I get it, yeah. but like that's the point. That that that's an extreme example. But that's what he's saying. Yeah. Is that, like, and that's half of it too, because it's like, yes, they have to be able to obtain it. And I don't know which comes first: the ability to obtain it or like getting. I'm assuming Universal giving them the okay to try to get it. I would I'm curious if they just aren't saying yes. Try to get season. My, my guess is this: is that they must come up with a list of IPs that they'd love to use, yeah. and they just throw it out there to and the company and say, "Hey, wh- what ones? are you thinking? Would it not, I mean, I, which ones can we?" I like, think it's one of those chicken and the egg type things. I know where you're trying to get at. Like, yeah. Do they have to get approval from the higher ups at, at Universal to first to even chase something? Yeah. But it doesn't cost anything to ask. Yeah. So no. my thing is, is that like if obviously Mike and the team. The way they answered it sounds like they've they've talked about Halloween three. Mm-hmm. They, they've they've discussed it. We had Silver Shamrock stuff we up had in Hollywood. Things in Hollywood, so they may be further along with this property in in particular. Yeah, but in general, if you're thinking of a movie that you love and and, and you like, why haven't they done the house on it yet? My thought is is that whether or not the higher ups are like, well, will that sell or not? Um, doesn't hurt to ask to see if no. we can even get the rights to it. And then, I mean, and that's the biggest thing. I think that's that's where they kind of get stuck first. And then from there, once they know that, like, oh, we can get this, this, and this, and this out of these, which ones will we use? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, too, Orlando, we have ten houses, five. Yeah, typically five are five usually IPs. I, you know, your favorite movie out of the infinite number of of movies, right? That's why I'm saying it's, it's just like, such an unlikely. They have such a big list, I'm sure, of things. We'll keep going through that, but yeah. So that was my question: season of the witch, um, and then Mike stopped by. Mike stopped by the booth the other day, and we did the like, hey, he recognized hey, you, hey, he recognized you, and then you, yeah. um, so we were just chatting, um, and then I gave him the shirt that he's apparently and now he's wearing, wearing in a, in a which video, which is cool. So which that's is cool. awesome. Um, so he knows we exist, which is nice. Um, 
other other answers and stuff like that. Um, let's just do one more of the questions because I, I thought the way that the guy asked this was pretty funny. The questions were all really, really good. Yeah, but this guy Before seemed like were. upset. His question was essentially like, "Why'd you stop making oh, icons?" Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, "This guy was very, um, very perturbed about the fact I was that they like, don't make icons." Or like he said, he said he, the way he worded it was like, "Why did you stop icons?" Yeah, like, stop and you can see icons. all of them were like. Do you mean stop using them? Because like we had icons yeah, last we did year. Icons like, like the whole house space ten had them. ten months ago. Um, but his his point was why did you stop making icons? And I, the answer that I found interesting, but I'm, I mean, I guess we have to buy it because it came from you know it came from their mouths. Is that just because in the past some characters haven't been deemed icons, i.e., Sydney, Eddie? Boris doesn't mean that they're any less iconic. So are they? That's how I interpreted his answer, and that's how and that's how what I he feel said. about it. Might be different than exactly, and that's well, and that's I think we feel the same because I don't oh, necessarily maybe. buy it. Okay. Maybe. Um. Yes, I guess in a sense, people like Boris or Pumpkin Lord because Boris Schuster was the example, saying that. Yeah. In actuality, he is. I mean, is he not iconic? So if he's not iconic, then yes, he's an icon. Yeah, this is I think where you and I have a problem with the answer. Is, I, is right I don't there think that's the way a you tr- said that. I don't think that's a true answer. So I think not that, a, you know. I think it was a PC answer. It was an easy answer to answer the question because the guy I think was really angry about this. Mm. Like he he came off he, seemed he came angry. off a bit aggressive. Uh, it was it's a, a little, little aggressive. If you listen much. to us, I'm glad you listened to us. Thanks for being a listener. <laughs> a little aggressive. <laughs> just take it down to seven. A little or so. aggressive. I think Mike, what he's trying to say is that just because we don't necessarily create what you deem icons all the time doesn't mean the characters we do create are any less iconic as the icons the problem i have with that answer and i think it's the same with you is that if you're going to go out of your way to label a character as an icon like an actual this is an actual physical thing that we've created for this event Mm -hmm. so like jack like jack is an icon yep bonafide so the example he used not to go jump around but the example that he used was that well look we have a jack in the audience yeah, we also have a, we, Boris. We have a Boris in the audience. Well, just because people like a character and cosplay as them doesn't necessarily mean that they're considered an, an icon. icon. Yeah. And that's what the question was, is why haven't you created a new icon? Icons. So I get what he's coming from, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, these characters are iconic. Yes, yes, but they you, are. But but, but, but where, I'm, where I'm on their side is that they haven't necessarily said they've stopped making icons. Correct, and I don't think they It's are. not like it's never going to happen again. Yeah. It's just they aren't beholden to make icons for you, and, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. And like, icons don't sell events anymore. I mean... They really don't. It's IPs. I'm sorry, but like... Yeah, well, for sure. Know, I mean, it 100%. is. 100%. And, and like, that's why the icons were so big think, back in the day, because back then at they HHN, get as many IPs, HHN yeah. you know, 15 or 10 or whatever... You know, people came for Jack, and it was the true fans, which isn't a bad thing. No, it's not a bad. But thing. as as it progressively got bigger and bigger who, and bigger, you, you could add so, if you polled all the people on a random Friday, who is the caretaker? They wouldn't know how many. You know, like a few people. Most people would. The diehards would, yes, but, but a lot a gen, of a general public wouldn't know. Right. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. I get that, and I think so. And it's funny. You can actually, by looking at people, kind of see. Who would know and who wouldn't? So those that are there in general street clothes who look like just any normal person at a theme park yeah, or is not going to know. But, you know, the dude that walks in wearing black shorts, black t-shirt that's like <laughs> HHN, HHN 20 <laughs> or something like that with a hat that he bought 15 years ago at HHN, he's obviously going to know that. Mm-hmm. 
and unfortunately, like anything, it's not just Universal that deals with this or Asian or whatever. There's just diehard fans in every in every fan base yeah. that are going to be like that. And we're outnumbered to the mass dollar. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, like, that's, that's really what it is. It. Like, what's going to like you said? What's going to sell more tickets, Jack or Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah. Not saying that I want Stranger Things again. No, but it's exactly. But that's the point. Yeah. And I think, um, let me ask you this: Who was the last icon they created? Last real icon? The last true was it? Was it, was it Lady Luck? Chance. Chance was the last one? Yeah. Okay, so there's part of your problem right there. It's I've been had a while. this discussion before, and maybe I'm in the minority, but I know I know there's other people that think like me because there was someone that talked to us for about 20 minutes who was also a fan of the podcast, so shout out to you. Um, she agrees that Chance and Jack, like, they are who they are, but your last icon was a Harley Quinn lookalike. So... I ask you again, does Chance sell an event more than Halloween? More than Stranger Things? Yeah. More no. than, I don't know, Krampus. Like, the point is, is that, like, you're right. The IPs are what sell this event now. Whether you want to agree with it or not, or whether you want to believe it or not, that's what sells. Why do you think all three of the house reveals we've gotten so far are IP, IPs? IP, IP, IP. So we're dropping IP houses in May and June, mm-hmm. for a reason. It's not... And it's before it's, tickets are even on sale. Right. It's not to bring you, who's the who's the guy that dies on the hill for all the icons, because we know you're going. Like, yeah. We know you're going to buy you're tickets. Gonna, you're there anyways. They know, that, they know you're going to be there, whether mm-hmm. they have an icon or not this year. But what they have to do is say, hey, look, all y'all Blumhouse fans that don't realize that HHN's a thing, because mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, whether you believe it or not, there are people that don't know it's a thing. I didn't even really know much about it until 10 years ago. I didn't until Freddy vs. And I'm Jason. a huge horror fan, big walkthrough guy, haunted house guy. You know, I didn't find out about it until, I think probably he started going to it, and I mm-hmm. couldn't go to it because I was poor. <laughs> now I'm not so poor anymore, so I can go to it, but the point is, is that they have to get the crowds who am I really going to spend 70 bucks, 80 mm-hmm. bucks to go to a, a Halloween thing at Universal for some Do clown I really name Jack? want to spend that kind of money or the people that are coming to Florida on vacation to go to Universal for a week during mm-hmm. the during the event without realizing that the event's there and the park closes at 5 and they go, "Oh, I have to leave the park now. It's 5. What's going on? Halloween Horror Nights. What's that?" And they see that a Blumhouse house is there, or a Stranger Things house is there, or a Halloween house is there, whatever it is. You know, again, I'll ask you a third time. If there's a Jack house and a Stranger Things house, for that person that's there on vacation that doesn't there necessarily for Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. what are they going to buy a ticket for? Mm-hmm. Go on Stranger Things. But I guess this is a... Um... So it's, it's. I think it's actually a, a more hotly contested question than not. Yeah. I yeah. think that we obviously, all of us as fans want to see another icon. Like, yeah. We would love to see an icon. I've been dying on... To, Pumpkin to, Lord. Pumpkin Lord. Make him an icon. He's yep. so good. It's so close. But, but... But... They'd never... But the question is, is... They're not If done. you really, If you really sit down and think about it, though, like... Yeah, you can make an argument for Pumpkin Lord being an icon, but... He only just had a house last year. Yeah. So it's That'd be like a quick turnaround. Like icons don't just happen. Yeah, no. They don't. And like whether you want to believe it or not, they don't. And look at it, Lady Luck. A lot of people don't like her. So like they have to be careful. They don't want to base an event entirely around a character that, that doesn't flops. work. Yep. yep. And that's the problem. Is like if you're creating an icon, this is what I've said before from my opinion, is if you're creating an icon, you have to base the event around them. 
I like it that way, yes. Right? So, yep. like, that's my thought. Like, you can't just give them a house and say, well, use the new icon and then have five IPs. You have to base the entire theme of the event that year around that iconic character to create an icon. That's why I didn't necessarily buy the answer he gave. I didn't yeah. really like the answer because last year's event was not based around Boris. Yes, he's yeah, a good no, character. It was just one He's iconic. House. Sure, I'll give you that. But he had one house. Yeah. And no one was going to for that specific house, at least until after it opened and everybody yeah. experienced it. Because like we but both still, said that. But still, 35-minute waits. Right. And that house was great. I thought it was an awesome house. Well, it was house. one of our I favorite houses. House. But again, like you said, 35-minute wait. It wasn't. It's a some, Shrek theater. Right. You know, it's not it, it the, wasn't. That's not their moneymaker. So he's not an icon. No. He's iconic, not an icon. I know that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but like that's my point. Is like mm-hmm. icon is really a brand upon itself. Like there's a reason why the icon house had specific characters in it because all those characters are considered icons. Icons, yep. Oh yeah. So I guess maybe we just talked around in circles. <laughs> no one's like, well, no, we're just talking there. about your we're going over there Q and A questions. But I think that's a perfect segue because we started to get into uh, what sells these events, and that's IPs. Right. And being that, we got they another one. Did today. announce a house today, so we got. Uh, another video that follows the same trends. Um, it was it was labeled. Um, I think they were called the cringe couple, um, which is it's it's funny because I don't. Uh, after the first one, it was like the snacker. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe they'll be like movie theater tropes. Right, it felt like movie I mean, theaters. I guess the cringe couple could be a, a theater trope as well. Yeah, but because um, you had the 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 snacker, the skeptic, and now the cringe, cringe couple. couple. Um, so they may be following some sort of theme that we haven't quite caught on to yet. Uh, yeah. Um, but they, they revealed it. We have the Horrors of Blumhouse, which is going to be um, another house that is taking part of two IPs, one that we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, Freaky, mm-hmm. Freaky. Um, and Blackphone, which just came Drops out today. today, I guess, so or tomorrow, today, wherever it is. But I'll read the little, there is a little um, expert uh, excerpt right here that says the Horrors of Blumhouse. Step inside a new double feature of Blumhouse Horror. You scream. Your scream squad will find yourselves trapped between a frantic teen and the ruthless serial killer she's swapped bodies with in Freaky. Then you'll try to make a desperate escape from the dark basement of the Grabber before you become his latest victim in the terrifying The Black Phone. So after reading that, what do you? What's your um, imp- impression of this house? My my initial thoughts are, I think, pretty much the same when we saw it for the first time in the spec map. Uh, I'm excited. Do I want to say excited? I'll say this much. I think I am intrigued by it. Um, Obviously, I like the movie Freaky. We've talked about that on the podcast. Um, Found it, you know, it was a fun movie. It's fun. Blumhouse movies. I mean, for the most part, part, Blumhouse makes good movies or produce good movies. Obviously, the directors are different. It's not like Blumhouse himself. Like Jason Blum doesn't make these movies. But Jason Blum also has a really good eye for talent when it comes to directorial um, efforts or screenwriting or acting. Um, So I'm excited. I'll say I'm excited. I'm excited for this house. I'm a little interested to see kind of how it works because i don't think it's necessarily going to be a compilation no and that's what i took it's only from two this. it's only two properties and it sounds like you're gonna start in freaky and then end and that's where i and that's phone. and that's the one thing that i i like the one thing that kind of fell apart for me with the other ones uh the blumhouse houses is that there were more properties than this in one house and it was extremely small sample sizes of each of them whereas this you could get a good three to four maybe five rooms 
of Freaky and then like four or five rooms yeah. of the black phone. And it's almost like two houses in one. It's like mini houses, yeah, it's which like is cool. Miniature houses within each other. And no. I think that's kinda I think that's I think it's a good idea. Um I don't know. Have they done they've done American Horror Story before, right? And they do those as compilations and where again, they have like much two like or compilations three seasons. Where rather you'd almost rather them do one season as yeah. a house rather than multiple seasons yes. in one house. I think if you think about it in recent terms, the scary house last year. Yeah. In very Carrie Ohio, the Carrie Ohio house. Yep. Um, it was a greatest hits. Very much like a greatest hits of all the Carrie characters. And I think for the for the longtime fans, it was great to kind of be in each individual thing. But you kind of know the story of all those characters already. For someone like me who's kind of heard it through the grapevine, was new to it, it was a fun house. But you don't really know as much of the backstory because you haven't experienced a lot of it in the past. And you had to do some reading up and kind of really get used to those characters. So I think with this... I'd rather it be one or two movies because at least, like you said, you'll get more of each movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm going to see Black Phone at least a couple times before the week's out. So <laughs> yep. I'll be prepared for both of these That's movies. our homework for the week is seeing Black Phone. Um, we'll report back to you. I think... My I'm own, excited for it. I like the yeah, imagery. I think the I think out of the two, I think the only one I'm not super high on is Freaky. Not that I don't like the movie. Again, listen to our episode of reviewing <laughs> it. I funny, liked the movie. Well... The hard thing I have a hard time about it is it's 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 really it's a it's a five foot five blonde girl. Yeah, like there's no monster or there's no. But they're also gonna do. I think I think not only will they have the you know the blonde in the the red jacket. They'll have the big Jason. They'll have the Vince Vaughn with the 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 knockoff Jason Voorhees mask on. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have that stuff and and they'll do good things with it. I'm not saying they're not gonna do good things with it. Like there's a lot of set pieces in that movie that work. It'll be really fun. Like the girl hanging from the from the from the moose or whatever the fucking deer or whatever the hell oh is yep the yep and so there's a lot of things that they can do with that yeah listen back to our episode because we the freezer scene like there's yep. a bunch of things you can do we did a the whole we did a killer review on freaky just on the chance that it was going to be here because it was on the spec map at the time um and we we had we kept that in mind thinking of how could we translate this to a house so right go back and listen to that episode and we will we'll answer about half of your questions uh yeah. in regards to to the properties and the ips um but yeah i mean it was a cool little cool little video we got both the killers in the video and they were talking to somebody on the phone was it it was some brock 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 or billy or something i I mean i'm I'm sure brock is going to be the next character to follow suit you know if you remember back to the first video yeah they all he was talking on his phone to the the lady in the second video yeah and now these two are in one talking to somebody on the phone i'm sure that person is on the receiving end of whatever the next video is going to be, which will probably be the weekend with tickets. And, and I mean, it's funny because like these characters they're coming up with, I think they kind of they fit they fit the theme of the house. Yeah, I just don't know how this last one fits the theme of the house yet. I haven't kind of figured that out yet. But yeah. like the snacker movie theater makes sense. Yeah, the skeptic Michael Myers. Yeah. But the cringe couple, the cringe couple, maybe I, because it was the two two killers. Yeah. Then, but the name is interesting cringe because yeah. i don't cringe during those movies at least i haven't seen black phone yet yeah maybe like i think freaky rinse. more cringy because it's like yeah um, maybe good bad bad good it, i don't know my question is like am i reading too much into it i think that so i think level? we're reading too much into those Probably, <laughs> but you never know um but yeah so we got the announcement horrors of blumhouse um they did release merch they put the t-shirts for sale the logo i really like the logo because the little teaser they dropped two days ago was like the red light and the the blue light um the the logo was like the you know the head of the black phone guy and the guy from the freaky with the killer and blue up top 
red below or That's something like cool. that. It's a cool logo. I do like the design of that one. Um, they did put out Christmas ornaments already because that seems to be one of their go-to items to sell. Um, and the last bit of interesting news, and I'm sure there's more, but we're, we turned another short episode into a longer one, um, is that frequent fear passes are on sale for California, but okay. not Orlando yet. So they're, so it's coming, I'm they'll, sure. They'll drop soon then. I'm, I'm curious too. I got to go back and look at the calendar and start dotting mm. when these announcements come because I'm sure at this point, they're probably going to be coming once every week and a half, two weeks, every two weeks at this point, because we're three houses. We got seven more to announce. Plus, if they're going to announce the shows in the scare zones beforehand, um, and then they also have to do an announcement for the frequent fear passes. I think if I had to take a guess, I'd say that the next thing announced would be the weekend, and that will drop with ticket sales as well, because that will probably be one of the biggest things people are hmm. going to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see maybe, what Maybe, Maybe... Um, we Brock is at a concert. Yeah. We haven't gotten an original yet. A certain concert. A weekend concert. Yeah. <laughs> and he lost his ticket. No, I don't know. But I, they're coming soon. I think he's coming it's up a, with a lot of them. It's, it's a matter of time before these things come out. We all know that. Um, <clears throat> man, but I think that's about it. We covered everything from Spooky. Um, you know, the Blumhouse House, we can only go into so much in depth because we've, we've, we've put a whole episode out on Freaky and we haven't seen Black Phone. So that's really all we can kind of do at this point. But... I'm excited for it. Um, I'm I'm more excited now after reading that description that it seems like it's one and then the other, not mix match. So I, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in on that. Oh, I mean, I don't. I guess it's not really matter. It's kind of late now, but they did they did confirm that the Halloween house is the seventy. Yeah, oh, yes, back, yeah, yeah. They did say this is a seventy. The yeah, back to the seventy nine version. Back to the um, spooky stuff. It is the original nineteen seventy eight. And it is a different. It, it's diff. It's going to be a different house. It's a different than the one take on the same had. movie. Yeah, I guess so it's it's based in that time period. But you're going to see some of the same stuff and some of the, some new stuff, which is kind of what yeah. we, kind of what we figured. But it was nice to hear a confirmation yeah. of. That. Oh, and I also wanted to mention being at Spooky, there are obviously people there, like famous people, semi-famous people that like were in movies that we love. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to tell this little anecdote that I happened while I was there. So I got Kane Hodder's signature. It was really great meeting Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder had a real hard time with the fact that my name is spelled S-H-A-M-U-S, not S-E-A-M-U-S, because that's like like the traditional way to spell it, mm-hmm. S-E-A. And I had to go into this long, drawn-out explanation as to why my name is spelled S-H-A. And he was very taken aback. So thanks, Mom and Dad. Kane mm-hmm. Hodder is not happy with the way you spell my name. <laughs> he dragged Danielle Harris into this conversation because she was about to walk away. And he's like, hey, D. And, you know, she turned around. And she's like, what? And she's like, you know, how would you spell the name Seamus? And then her husband, I think I think it's who it was, sitting next to her was her husband. And he was like, I don't know. She she spelled S-H-A-M-U-S. And he was like, that's not how you spell it. <laughs> so I had to take up my license. I had to prove it to him. And that was a whole big thing. And then after that whole thing happened, so I'm already like, my little boy Seamus Hart was like, "Oh my god, like, Hart knows my me. name." Um, I went and talked to Dennis O'Hare and got his signature, got his autograph on a on a nice. He duped you into photo. the combo there, or his handler. Uh, his handler. His handler duped you. It wasn't Dennis O'Hare's fault. <laughs> it was his handler. Um, come to find out, Dennis O'Hare's christened name is Dennis Patrick Seamus O'Hare, and I was like, "Oh shit, we uh-huh. have something in common." There we go. We have the same name. That's pretty cool. So you know. You know, fuck all you Dennis's <laughs> and Patrick's out there. He's got Seamus in his name, and that makes me feel special, all right? So other than that, it was a great weekend. Yeah, overall, amazing weekend. Um, and if you guys listen to us, I know you don't. Shout out. Yeah. So, again, I guess 
Before we wrap up, thank you again um, to all those new listeners that found us at Spooky. I'm glad you found us. Dive into our catalog because we got a whole bunch of really fun episodes. Uh, I mean, we're about two. We're we're over two years in now. Eighty some odd episodes. Over two years. There's a lot a of stuff for you to dive into. Not if you gonna lie to you, already. I was thinking when we first started, I'm like, we're not gonna be able to get a ton of information out of like we're, we're not gonna get 50 episodes out of this and i was wrong and here we are and here and we people are people know who we are so that's kind of cool um so we're still trying to figure out everything for next week um our schedules have been crazy lately we obviously are going to be putting out an episode i have an idea of what it's going to be um but i just don't want to spoil it in case our schedules don't line up again with something weird um so we are either going to be doing one thing or another thing killer review the other thing would be the the first thing is not killer review the backup is killer review oh well that's right next week isn't isn't july 1st yet right next friday is is july 1st it is so it would be killer review time but based off of our episodes and how like um you know house information is dropping um i want to get kind of expect that we're going to get something else next week maybe or at least i want to get something out of the way so we don't have to keep bumping it for information oh, like this i see what you're saying um, i want to start getting into some uh i want to talk to some people yeah we're gonna start talking to some people um so i don't know how we're gonna fit those people in here but we'll figure it we'll out find a way we'll, we'll go back to the old old way of filming okay. um or i'll just i'll stand somewhere i don't know we'll figure it out um but yes until next time this is nick and this is Seamus. That was for you, Pete, because my I don't always go. This is Seamus, even though I do. <laughs> Happy haunts. like to thank vampire stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad